When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pop of the morning, everybody, and welcome to Popcorn Culture. As always, I am your one true host, Jazzy J, joined as usual by my brother and the one true co-host, Buzzy Benjamin B. How are you today, brother? I'm not well. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not, I mean, not good. Not good? <laughs> to be frank. <laughs> Thanks for having me, I guess. <laughs> no, no, Ben, you're not a special guest. You're the one true co-host. The one true the one true Yeah. The one, uh, uh, fine. Fine. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I've never been on this side of the argument before. It was weird starting the episode. I was like, oh, I guess I you, uh, you talk for I talk for I guess I talk first. I know. I know. Yeah. Now now we need to like now we need a way to, to kind of like spring into conversation of some kind. No, don't worry. I got it. I got it covered, Ben. I got, you know, I've been thinking about these hosting duties for like 120 episodes. Perfect. So, you know, we're good. We're good. I got it. Hopefully. I'm, I'm planning to fully kick back and relax today. All, the, pre- <laughs> all the pressure is on you. I don't have much to say. My mind is blank. No big thoughts from Ben. You know what I want to talk about is, is Pokemon cards. Yeah. You know, uh, former jobs that I've used to have. Yeah. Used to have had. Used to have had. Um... <laughs> yeah, else? what do you have to say about Pokemon cards? <laughs> what, what else do you always talk about? <laughs> I'm trying to be you today. You're trying to be me today. Yeah. All uh, right. Uh, well, anyway, uh, yeah. So if you cannot tell, at at long last, the the tide has turned barely, <laughs> and the uh, Jazzy J tier on Patreon is momentarily ahead of the Buzzy B tier. I think. Thanks to um, some hijinks by some highly motivated Jazzy J people out there. You may also notice that the date is April 1st, but this is not an April Fool's joke. This is absolutely the actual tally on the results right now. Um, That being said, ironically, I think as the calendar flips into April, uh, it might actually switch back. well, uh, depending it, it, on whether or not the subscriptions renew on Patreon. It, exactly. That, yes. that would be the determining factor. But as we are recording <laughs> this, it is not April yet. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So so the current status stands because of, of how our recording works. But just speaking of April Fool's Day, oh my gosh, like this is like one of those things where every April Fool's Day, I will take a Sharpie and I will write on my hand the words, it is April Fool's Day. Yeah. And I'm like, I will not be had not be had by one of these gags jokes reels mm-hmm. unexpectedisms right you know because like it, because you're in your out there's always that like news article or like a post that goes up and it's like coke's gonna be clear now and you're like what that's it's like, weird oh i see dang it every <clears throat> time you know what i think we can just go ahead and abolish is just any form of april fool's proposals you know Oh, wait, how do you mean? Like, like, like wedding proposals? Like, like, to like be wed? yes, like people faking that they got engaged. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah, silly. This that's, is that, gone. That's now. Yeah, no good. Put it in the can. Put it in the can. We did it. All right. We all discovered Facebook was a thing, and that this was a possibility. We tried it out. 
we had some laughs. We we didn't really laugh that hard. We can throw. We can move on. The life cycle of a joke. It's like it's. I mean, it really is. It's the funniest thing. It's like fashion in so many ways because I do think that things will come back around the horn again. I've, oh, yeah. I've had this working mm-hmm. theory that Gen Z is going to readopt Facebook. Oh yeah, I think you're right because I what I think is going to happen is and, and maybe even it'll be the the generation. That that follows Gen Z, but but like, do you what do you know what that? Will, I guess we don't know what it'll be called yet. I don't know if we know what it'll be called because is, is this like hurricanes? <clears throat> we go back to the beginning of the alphabet now. I, I'm not because really I have sure. to tell you because if, our, we, if we have a generation called Gen Alpha, I'm really not looking forward to those. Oh, folk. that's gonna be a pain in the <laughs> in the old butt talks. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think we need that. We I don't, don't think we Gen need alpha. the Alpha Gen. Yeah, well, you just skip that. It's, <laughs> you just it's skip. kind of like everybody knows what's gonna happen. It's right. not good for anybody. Um, that being said, I don't know why. Are we, are we technically like, are we Gen Y? Are millennials Gen Y? Is that uh, a thing? I think that is a thing. And yeah. then like are boomers like Gen X, right? No, I think there's, no. A, I think there's something between. You're right. Yeah. What comes before X? W. <laughs> okay. I can't do the alphabet <laughs> yeah. backwards. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-X-R-Q-P-O-N-O-K-J-I-H. G F E D C B A. Wow! Everybody, give Jay a big round of applause. Whoa. Very impressive. They're like um, you missed one. <laughs> you missed one. You, me- you messed up. No. Um, no. But one thing that's really interesting that's happening very close to my orbit right now that's making this this concept uh, so prevalent is that my wife Alice owns a bridal shop and. Uh, she also sells formal gowns and it is the case that because a, a huge portion of their business is consignment. So people like bring their products in and then, you know, obviously like they, they sell and get a portion of the sale or they just continue to be there and sort of exist in backstock for a while. Um, this happened because they've been in business for 10 years. They have had a whole bunch of dresses that came in early consignment that, uh, kind of like got taken off the floor because they were like out of fashion and like the, nobody was like picking them up anymore. Right. And the consigners had not come back to pick them up. So they had actually been in their um, their storage locker for a period of time. And just this year, they have gone through and they were like, well, let's like let's toss them back on the floor and see what happens. They are selling like hotcakes. Whoa. Yeah. So like dresses from 10 years ago are like they're back that like people want those more than like their new stock. Wow. Which is incredible. So it's like it's I mean, it's not new that fashion keeps coming around the horn over and over right. again. Uh, and and I think a lot of what's driving it is sort of like we are now far enough away from the 90s that there are now historical like films that take place in the 90s that are like now it's like it's far enough away that now we can start making a bunch of movies about them. Right. Um, which is weird because it means that like the decade we grew up in is now history. Ugh, um, that's weird. Thing. He, I think about this all the time. Right, uh, that eventually the the time we're in right now will come to be passed, yep. you know, and it, you know, like there will be a lot of movies about the the you know early two thousand twenties or whatever. And I'm always like, you know, what's going to be interesting about those movies is, will they have to have people wear masks like in the movies to like represent 
COVID being a thing at the time because there are movies coming out right now that take place right now where people just don't wear masks. They're just like, yeah, this is happening in 2019, but in a version of 2019 where COVID's not a thing. Oh, sure, sure, sure. You yeah, know? yeah, <clears throat> I get what you're saying. Um, and my suspicion is that they will have like ways that there will be like an homage to it. Or I don't know if you've done this with your mask, but a lot of times I'll like scooched up my forearm and I'll sort of like wear it. Like, oh. you know, if I'm like outside before I walk in the building, that That's way it's nice. like, like yeah. Yeah, I could see if there's like, it's like they're very prevalent in terms of props. Like they're they're kind of everywhere. They're like on the tables. Like you can see, or like maybe like attendants at like a like a grocery store in the shop might be wearing them. Yeah. Um. But my my suspicion is that it would there will be an art film where everybody all wears them the whole time, and yeah. that that'll be like part of the message is that like they'll have a bunch of very famous actors and actresses who whose faces you you can't see which like goes against like every every uh, agent yeah. out there is like <laughs> like no <laughs> they can't uh, yeah that but see that that's what is interesting to me is that, like if you decide to put it in a movie it's almost like there's no way you're not like making com it feels like there's no way you're not making commentary about covid and yet to me there's almost no way to make a movie that takes place in that year without like having masks it doesn't have to be about covid it could still just be about what the movie's about it's just like it it was so and still is like so prevalent like like could you not include it i don't know know. i don't know or or it is including it making commentary no matter what right well i mean you know it's interesting because like i know uh like during the dust bowl for example is when like the custom of storing like the um your glassware in your cabinets upside down Mm -hmm. started so that like dust wasn't like settling inside of them yeah oh oh, yeah and then i think as time went on it, it just sort of like it stopped being the case that this was a dust bowl activity anymore and just the orientation at which people stored their glasses. Right. And so I think it's not everybody does it this way, but I do think it became more common. Right. Um, it's, it's possible there could be something like that that happens where, where same thing, you know, it's, it's a little more subtle than like super in your face, but, um, no pun intended. Because <laughs> we're, we're talking <laughs> about face coverings. On your face. I know. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, and I, I think that since I was a kid, I have been aware of this this reality that like your present is the future's history yeah and that will always be right and it's like i don't know i like it's i'm I'm endlessly curious i also know when i think back to like the year 2007 2008 yeah during the um housing crash there is there are many films that discuss how different like financiers and stuff found their way through that Mm mm-hmm um, I'm very curious what the inevitable movie will be like, like the equivalent of the movie, the big short, right. Which, which is about like the guy who predicted the crash. The, yeah. The crash. Um, it, it's, it's like it's, there's, there's probably in response to, you know, like there, there's like big inflation right now, you know, like, like consumer products are going up in cost. It's like someone somewhere knows what the implications of all that will be and is like hedging their bet right <laughs> at this very moment and it'll be fascinating like you know it's like will precious metals come back you know like will cryptocurrency be the thing right who knows who copper. knows someone I, knows and there will be a movie about it i've seen massive speculation about copper really right now because um with the advent of electric vehicles like mm-hmm. so on the forefront uh it's it's like 
in order to make batteries, you need copper. Oh. And so it's like as we as we step away from uh, fossil fuels as our fuel source, uh, what you're going to see, the next resource to be grabbed is copper. Oh, that's so funny because like I feel like every time you and I have a a discussion about artificial intelligence, the example we always give is like, what if, if you just give the machine the the goal of the mine copper? Like it doesn't really care about any of the ramifications. It's just going to do that no matter what. Right. Yeah. So it just seems funny that that might be a real thing that could happen. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's it's fascinating because like the, the explanation with copper is sort of interesting because it's for one, very abundant. Two, it's very uh, efficient at uh, like conducting electricity. The only thing that is better than it is silver, uh, which you can make an argument like, oh, man, maybe silver is about to make a big run. Uh, but it's it's so much more scarce. And so yeah, it's like it's right. just like copper is just like it's, it's like, like it's because silver is already a precious metal, <laughs> right. which makes it harder to get. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Copper's like, this is my moment. I know. I've, I've been like, waiting. <laughs> yep. You know who I bet has a giant pile of copper treasure somewhere, Ben? Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln, who appears on the penny anyway. Oh, wow. What are the odds? It works Pretty out so good, well. it turns out. <laughs> it works out so well. He always <laughs> knows. Little known fact about Abe Lincoln, he actually chose during life that he wanted to be on our copper currency. This is a, a made-up fact that I just invented. Oh, okay. a- April, Happy April Fool's Day. Got you all. Oh, Everybody at home was like, is kablam. this a... Although every time we try to make up a fact about Abe Lincoln, I, I feel like we're always a little bit closer to the truth. <laughs> so, Someone's going to post us a real article from like history.com that's like, Abraham Lincoln was like, like very, very forthright about wanting to be on the penny and wanting the penny to be made of copper he wanted he wanted it he wanted the every man's coin exactly he know? wanted the every man's coin because he knew the potential of copper in the future and five dollar bills what you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like i want to be on the smallest thing but but in the event that that becomes obsolete can yeah. i also like like throw throw my way up the chain just a little bit more as well. Wouldn't that be hilarious if suddenly pennies, which have been like completely obsolete entirely, just suddenly like rose in value because they happen to be made? Well, I guess they're not entirely made of copper. Probably. No, yeah, it's like mostly like zinc or something. It's it's and, some yeah. other like oxide. Yeah, I don't know if that's the right word. Right, I'm, I'm going for it. I'm gonna if speak with confidence. I bet for for a while pennies <clears throat> must have been made in copper, and those pennies might rise in value to you know be way more valuable than they otherwise were i, I could see it i could see it <laughs> as as a complete other aside this is this entire uh venture has led me down this path of um like the very ron swanson from parks and rec like you know he, he very notably like bought gold yeah like a lot of gold yeah and so it's like his whole life he just bought like into the most stable you know, like, like core of currency and yeah. like, you know, like, uh, uh, wealth store yeah. and it has paid off for him incredibly well. But as I started to, to read about copper, I was like, man, it'd be kind like, it would be kind of fun. It plays into like my, like what works for my brain investing in some type of precious metals yeah um because for one silver is not as expensive as you think it is to have like to have like um like like bars of silver you could just have bars of silver you could just have bars of silver now that sounds fun no one's can, uh, can i ask you a question yeah 
could we get a bar of silver and just have and it just on have our it? set? Dude, please do. Like, please get us a bar of silver. Like, I will walk in with like a treasure, like a piece, a of, piece treasure, of treasure. Like, and it will be silver and I and it will be on our set. And it people will be, be right like, here. is that real silver? And we'll be like, it like, really it is. It really is real silver. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? We talked a little bit about uh, how every time we try and make up a fact about Lincoln, it ends up being sort of true. Uh-huh. That leads me to today's corny joke, Ben. Whoa. I know. I found a corny joke for oh. this this hostmanship uh, deal I got going here. Uh, you just, just, just lay it on me. Are you ready, Ben? Yeah. Uh, why did everyone believe the corn story? Why? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Why? So corn is telling a story. Mm-hmm. Corn is telling a story. And everybody believes mm-hmm. the story. Yeah. I don't know why. Because there was a kernel of truth to it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You really like leaned right into like the whole like corny. Yeah. I went right yeah, for like yeah. the corny the popcorn. I was bringing us back to our roots, you know. No, I get it. it. I get it. I get it. Our yeah. corn roots. Our corn <laughs> roots. Yeah. Which brings me to another topic from the agenda, Ben. I'm so glad you got there. I yeah. was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like, and I tweeted this out earlier this week, I feel like I am at the moment dangerously close to getting really into plants. I, I'm really excited about this. It is rare that you you and I like I think barrel at the same conclusion at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And I don't know. Okay, so um everybody knows there that there well, maybe not everybody does know. You have an echo chamber. So yeah. surely based on the things that you are interested in and search, uh have a massive influence on what social media shows you as either, you know, current news, uh like influencers. It is uh, scary how echo chambers work. Yes. Like th- this is down to like, let's say some um volatile political figure tweets something outrageous. Like it doesn't matter which side of the aisle they're on. If th- what Twitter will show you is the responses that will most likely keep you on Twitter. So like if you are on one side of the aisle and your friend is on the other side of the aisle and you are looking at the same responses to the same tweet from the same person, you will see different things. It's, it is like it, it is. It is. It's very scary. And I have to give a shout out to an Instagram page that I follow. I know you follow as well. It's called Sharon Says So. Oh, Sharon Says So. Everyone should follow Sharon Says So. I genuinely believe this. Like, when it comes to news, and I, I think I think probably if you've listened to any of Jay and I's stuff for a, a, a period of time, uh, you know that we we stick to things that, that tend to not matter as much as humanly possible, and then we mix in a little bit of philosoph- philosophical conversation in there. That um, we do. That we do. But, you know, we never stand on real, real, real <coughs> firm ground on things that do matter. To to the best of my knowledge, I think that this person who is a former government teacher who is from like the Midwest somewhere. I think Wisconsin. Okay. She will post like stories every day to Instagram that just help you understand the news. And I think very rarely is she adding a tremendous amount of like uh, very visible bias to it. Most, yeah. most of the time, it could be the case that there is a headline that says this, and then she will tell you whether or not that like really scary headline is actually even like you know in play. Um, right. In, in terms, you know, it's like people trying to do this, and it's like not really like th- that can't happen based on this decision. Like a, a lot more would have to happen for that to happen. Right. Um, and so like, I don't know, I've, I've just found it to be a very 
interesting way to have, have a firmer grasp on what is going on in the world. And so we will link that in today's show notes. Would highly recommend. And she is also just a completely delightful person who will like scatter in uh, information about like, you know, whales or eagles or, you know. Yeah. It'll just be like, all right, too serious. Time for pictures of whales for a while. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fittingly, I have seen her talk about <clears throat> both narwhals and spirit bears before. So wow. maybe she's a fan wow. of the pop. Maybe. Maybe. You know who I'm starting to think is a fan of the pop, Ben? Who's that? Is Pokemon. Is or just a fan of the Carlin brothers in general. You think po- the Pokemon I company. think big Pokemon is paying attention to us, the Carlin brothers. Okay. Because one, we made a video slamming them for uh, their... <laughs> we slammed the Pokemon company? Well, we made a video about their least fit, about who we consider the Pokemon's company's least favorite Pokemon. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Paris yeah. and or Parasect. Okay, yep. Not one game later. Not one game later. Did they decide to up the absolute like infamy of Paris and Parasect in the game. Like all of a sudden you can't go three steps without Paris being like, yo, what up? I'm here. You want to be hit with some poison? I'm here. So anyone who's played Legends Arceus knows what I'm talking about. Paris is everywhere. It's like in every region. It is just waiting for you to show up and to be like, hey, it, that, uh, that is very that is very interesting uh, yeah. because I feel like there have been more of these things happening lately. And again, this is like one of those where it's like, is the echo chamber ha- happening to us or are we contributing to the echo chamber? Oh, yeah. or, because I, I know that also uh, like Disney Parks blogs, food, Disney food blog, one yeah. of those the other day posted something. And I think at Disney Springs right now, they just started featuring a cocktail that literally comes with a rubber duck floating on the surface of your cup. Is it one of those things where it's like, do we have more influence in the world than we have any idea? Can you imagine? Can if, you imagine? Like, I would I would just love to know, you know, like I, I would put it on my resume, you know, not that I've ever been able to. I don't think I don't even know if I have a resume. I've never applied for a, a job, really. Yeah. Um, but you know, be like influenced this cocktail at Disney Springs. Influenced. <laughs> it's a, we were putting a, look. We've been putting ducks in cups forever. Is this a coincidence? I don't think so. We are clearly inside the Disney sphere. But going back to Pokemon, oh, listen, yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like someone <laughs> at least on the Legends Arceus team was like is paying attention to what we put out in the world. Okay. Because then listen to this. This is also, this is a Pokedex entry for the Pokemon Golbat in Legends Arceus. Are you ready? I'm ready. It sinks its sharp fangs into other creatures and slurps up their blood. A closer look at the fangs reveals they are all hollow and akin to straws. (gasps) Our theory upon vampires. Exactly. Golbats have hollow teeth straws. (laughs) Does that mean that we are now very pro Golbat because I would have, yes, I would have previously put Golbat in like my bottom five Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, see, this is it's all, it's hilarious also that it's Golbat because basically the role that Paris has decided to fill in Legends Arceus is the role that Zubat's been filling its whole life, which wow. is, I'm sorry, do you want to take one step forward? I'm here. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, Obviously, someone at Legends Arceus is a uh, Carlin Brothers fan. As far as I can tell, and they were like, I'm going to change this gold up Pokedex. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, what Pokemon should we have everywhere? Like, I, have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. <laughs> Let's do it. It should be a mushroom. It should be a mushroom. You know, because you get because Paris is like not a very like strong Pokemon typically. So it would it would make sense for them to be like, oh, yeah, first region. We'll put Paris there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Cool. It's there. But then you get into the second region and you're like, oh, there's more Paris. And it's like, the fir- okay. Then you get into the third region. And you're like, 
there's Paris here too. <laughs> so why is Paris everywhere? Why is Paris everywhere? It was just a simple piece of code that someone it somewhere was wrote. Someone and they were was like, like oh. <laughs> Command A. Yeah. Yeah. Ba boom. Just here we go. Select all. Paste. Select that apply. So anyway, <laughs> me and you seem to be in an echo chamber that is pointing us towards houseplants. Houseplants. Yeah. Yeah. This is this has been very it's been very interesting. So here at Super Carlin Mothers HQ, yeah. we have a plant that we have called Riles Jr. Riles uh, Jr. Which is a nod to our video editor for these uh not for the pop, but for the Super Carlin Brothers show, uh, our editor Riley. And um <laughs> I think that he actually came up with it one day because we had it on the set for like a brand deal yeah because you always do the scenic route for the jay versus benz and so i was doing the scenic table so we put we were like what would make the table like more scenic and we were like we'll put the plant on here yes and 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 so it, it and so spawned riles jr yes who now has uh his own instagram page which you should totally go follow by the way it's called hi my name is riles jr with an underscore between every single word it's intentionally clunky yes we did yes, it on purpose it is. in case you're like wow you probably could have just claimed hi it's riles jr yeah no underscores yeah no no it's it's purposefully clunky also there's a link in the description so you know uh if you like corny jokes you will love uh riles jr's Instagram page because he is posting up a firestorm of puns on the daily on the daily because there are so many good uh, plant based puns. There's so many words that must have originally uh, have their roots, (laughs) if you will, uh, in plants because plants were probably here first. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Plants were here first. Um, Anyway. Yes. So it's like part of me thinks it's like, is it spring? And people are like, kind of like, hey, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go plant something because it's spring and yeah. it's like, it's not cold anymore, but it feels like house plants are everywhere all of a sudden. All of a sudden. And I, I really, I can't tell if it's my echo chamber, but like, I'm like, I'm like excited about the plants. Yeah. Cause here's the thing. Like, you know, it is spring. It is sort of the right time of year to be into this sort of thing. It is. However, I've lived through spring 33 other times, Ben, and I have thus far not been into plants any of them times. Any of them times. Any of them times. This spring, however, feeling the plants. I know. Also, it seemed like if ever there was a time to get into houseplants, it was like 2019, like, a, you know, like three years ago when all of the COVID was hitting. That's when I feel like you know, was a, a good time, was a, was a good time to be into small plants. Sure. Yeah. Cause like all of a sudden you're kind of like inside, right? It's like, how can I, what is something I can do inside that could be like, <laughs> that is outside. That is, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, uh, don't what get me wrong. I'm, I don't want to go outside, <laughs> Yeah, but I would like to have a small amount of controlled inside, inside. Yeah. Controlled outside. Controlled inside. outside inside. I got there. Yes. I got there. You know what, it, you know what has <clears throat> uh, always been funny to me is that when you put on your shirt inside out, it doesn't matter whether you say inside out or outside in. It's the same thing. Hey, hold on. Let me let me work through yeah, that. Work through it. In, inside out. Outside. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> that totally works. Yeah. Oh, man. Also, is there anything more embarrassing than putting your shirt inside out on backwards? <laughs> you know, you know what? If you're an adult, then there's nothing more embarrassing. However, sometimes Luke in the morning will like go to get, uh, you know, he'll go to get dressed or he'll like want to pick out his own clothes and he'll come downstairs and he'll, you know, have his own clothes on. And clearly 
you know, he's still like learning how to put like the shirts or pants on or, you know, doesn't know how to tell which way is forward or backwards or something. Uh But the fact is he did it himself and that, you know, he's like really proud of himself for like doing this thing. And it's just like. Part of, part of me wants to be like, yes, but your pants are on backwards. <laughs> but it's just like, just leave that out. It doesn't really, it's not really, it doesn't really matter. The point is he did it. <laughs> These feel like impactful moments. Like, yeah. like I'm, I'm very curious because it's like as a kid is growing up and as they are, are empowered to make some of their own first decisions, yeah. it has a lot less to do with how well they did it. And more to do with the fact that they did it at all. Yes. And so it's like, I wonder what the implications would be of like someone's like very first uh, piece of self-expression. If somebody tells you that you did it wrong. Yeah. Like that, it seems like I don't want to put pressure on parents everywhere or anything, but like, it seems like an oddly pivotal moment in, in like in your life because it's like, like, you did something on your own. You came downstairs. You got a reaction from your parents. And it's like, you haven't had that many opportunities to surprise your parents yeah. with anything. There is up there, to this moment. Yeah. This is something I'm like learning more and more. I feel like every day as like Luke gets into this sort of territory where it's like, you know, he has a little bit more freedom and a little bit more like autonomy. And it's like giving, like trying to find ways like let him have that freedom and there's so many ways where it's like it might not make sense to me or it might like immediately click into my head like oh there's a better way to do this or like let me like uh, like you know correct you or like tell you how to do it and it's just like it like really trying to like pump the brakes on stuff like that because the important thing is just like that they're doing it and it's like there's no harm in the way you're doing it at all right you know it's like if if you're going to do something that's like actively going to hurt you then i should probably step in sure but like um beth for example was she was showing me this instagram account she follows where um it's like some other family vlog but they're talking about like their their kid with the, or once upon a time said family got a brand new refrigerator okay and the refrigerator came in a giant box and the kid Naturally. super excited about the box yes brought the box up i to feel like room. i remember being excited about a fridge box as a yeah, kid yeah it's giant so they brought it up to their room and they're like asked their parents like can i sleep in the box tonight and they were like you know it's like one of those things as a parent you're like well i really wish you'd sleep in your bed uh-huh. you know but it's like but but what harm will it really do to just let them sleep in the box like they got to do it they're excited about it like and they're gonna go to sleep and it's like there it's a decision they're going to had to have made that is like you don't really lose anything from saying yes you can sleep in the refrigerator box it's you, you yes, know what i mean right right and it, it's very interesting too because the, something that has become very apparent to me lately and kind of going back to the fact that i don't really have a resume because i've never really needed one um I, I think one thing that I have really started to realize about myself, and you're probably about to be like, yeah, I know, <laughs> um, is that I need to think it was my idea or it just needs to have been my idea like uh, for me to be as motivated as mm, possible. Like, I'm yes, not you're right. I know <laughs> I'm not I'm not good at being told to do something mm-hmm. because it's like I haven't built all of the all of like the tactics as to how I will accomplish that thing, mm-hmm. like 
first, but it's like, if I, if I am like suggesting it, then I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this, but I do not like to be told to do the end product. Like I, I need it to be my own idea. Right. <laughs> so yeah, is this, you, but you know that this is a thing. I'm familiar with this aspect of you. Yes. Okay, great. It's okay. Thanks. It's Thanks. okay. I think we're all a little guilty of that at times. I'm sure. For I'm sure. sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I don't know. It's, I actually can go back to, I think skiing in particular, in particular in my life. This yeah. Was a, this was a really big one because mm-hmm. we grew up, our dad was a very good skier. Yeah. Uh, and so as little kids, we were introduced to the sport and it was one of these things where like, I used to have the greatest amount of anxiety about going skiing every year. Like when I, like if I knew it was on the horizon, I would be freaking out. Like uh, it would disrupt my sleep oh, in, in like elementary school five days out from like the weekend trip to go skiing. I like, I hated being out there. I hated being cold. I hated falling down. I hated being like, like feeling like I was just like alone and lost on the mountain and uh-huh. having to like communicate with strangers. who I didn't know all day, like nothing about it was appealing to me. I did not like it at all. And then as I got older, it was like one of these things where I was like, I kind of want to get into this. I kind of want to go snowboarding. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I went, I got all my stuff, did all my thing. And and it's like, now I would say it is like one of the most foundational, like important things to me about like pressing forth. Right. You know, like I, yes, I want, I want my life to be, I never want to arrange my life in such a way that I can't go snowboarding. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But, but it's so odd because like it's, it was this thing as a kid. I was like, because it was like you were being like told to go do it. I, I don't even know that it was like I was being told to go do it, but I, I had no no individual compulsion mm-hmm. to go. And therefore I had no aspirations to really like succeed where I was like attempting to get better all the time. Yeah. Um, actually, interestingly, even now in the modern day, I think like since I've had Addison, like health like my personal health yeah. for like maybe the first time in my life is something that like, I feel like I have very much made like a priority. Right. And to the point where it's like, I feel like I'm like fine tuning like details about my life to be healthier. Yeah. All the time. Right. And, um, but like, that's the same thing. Like when in your life has ever, someone ever told you not to like exercise or eat well or drink more water or, you know, like any of those things. Right. That's not, that's not like a brand new piece of advice or, or anything. Yeah. Actually, it's, you're talking about like, um, skiing and stuff. This actually reminds me of my own relationship with like mountain biking for a very long time. Yeah. I I remember this when we first started going, you had something like this. Yeah. Cause like, I think when I, well, when we were kids, first of all, I remember I had a very specific bad experience where, uh, at the Explore Park, they had, um, just opened up the mountain bike trails which are like some they're still open today and like we were there uh they had like you know a kid's loop and then they had like you know their big like 10 mile loop or whatever right and me and me and my buddy were like let's go out on the big loop (laughs) and oh boy big mistake like you know we have these tiny little bikes and yeah we thought you know we've done like the kid's loop and we you know you like bike around all the time when you're a kid you think oh i'm great at biking right like you don't even think that, like you know, it doesn't even. Cr- it's like it's like when you saw the, the the Star Wars prequels. Like it doesn't even cross your mind that Star Wars can be bad or anything like that. Right, right, right. Yes. You know, yeah. Like it was like, oh, the, the trails. Of course, I I have a bike and I have ridden on dirt before, so I can do whatever. Right. You know. So we went out there 
and man, oh man, it was just, it was just too hard. You know, it was just right. like, we were just not big enough. We did not have, you know, we had bikes that could shift from first gear to sixth gear with a handlebar clicker. Right. You know? right. We had a single chain ring. We didn't have suspension. There was nothing, you know, we, we just could not do it. And we were just out there for like hours and hours. And like, you know, the sun was starting to go down, you know, dad's just like, where? Jonathan yeah I remember like eventually like he came like riding out there like they must be out here somewhere right which um and they found us when we got back or whatever but I remember thinking like okay that wasn't that great uh right and yeah. then like I didn't really like go on any like mountain biking trails in a while until like high school I think once upon a time once again it was at the Explorer Park and it was with our friend John uh, who is uh you know GMA GMA John Jennings yeah and John it was just always so great at everything, especially like anything to do outdoors and clearly had gone biking on these trails a bunch. Yeah. And, you know, and to John's for great benefit, the greatest thing about John is that he has so much faith in, in his friends abilities to do anything. It's true. Yes. Yes. And what's fascinating too about John is that like as much time as we were always spending with him, apparently every minute we weren't, he was like, at the explore park or learning right. how to go like spelunking, you right. know, or something. Every like, minute you weren't having an adventure with John, he was having an adventure anyway. <laughs> he was doing it. He was just out. I don't, I don't know when he found the time to do all this stuff. But anyway, we went out there and uh, I remember it was just, it was almost the exact same experience. It was like, it wasn't fun at all because he was so much better. We didn't spend any time on the trail with him. He was just way out in front. And meanwhile, I'm just like stumbling and bumbling around. And it's like, and, and on something where it's like, I would never have thought of myself as being bad at biking, you know? Right, it's yeah. Like, it would yeah. have been one of those things that I thought like I was, you know, even good at, um, you know, it, perhaps ignorantly, but nonetheless, just feeling like this is just not for me. And then even years later, I think when, um, right when we were starting like Super Carlin Brothers and you started going mountain biking with uh, one of our friends, Paul, and uh, like our, I think our friend Trey was going, you guys were all sort of getting into it. And I didn't like have a bike or anything right uh, at the time but once upon a time i think you guys finally got me out there and i like rented a bike from the local shop and it was like uh i remember it was like a really like high-end bike like way better than i had any need to be riding but it was like the bike far outclassed my own personal skill to like ride down i remember the whole day just feeling like i'm gonna die i'm gonna die like you know oh, i man. can't i don't I, think i do that i was just yeah i was like i remember going down we went uh, uh i know we went left out of the parking lot and went down some of those trails and with some of the hills we were going down i was just like i don't even know how you're supposed to do this like i don't even know how it's possible and i'm like watching you guys go down and i was just like scared out of my mind the whole time and then i was just like i just i don't know she's not i'm not having fun <laughs> right right no yeah. i know yeah but then but then at some point in time you had a, a rather significant shift and like yeah, I mean, you came out and were like really the like the champ of our group. Uh, yeah, I I don't know exactly what it was. I think um we watched this show. Uh, it was early on COVID. It was one of those like it was like up there with like Tiger King for things that went real viral because of COVID. But it was like world's toughest race or something. Right, and it was this that. like yeah. adventure race show and like the the day we hit the finale, I think John texted the whole group and was like, guys we should do this adventure race. And I was like, I was positive John had also watched the show and this was the core behind it. Not true at all. Just regular John in John mode. Um, <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, it, it just got me like really hyped to like go do like outdoor stuff. And uh, I think I'd also been like riding the Peloton a bunch uh, at that time. And I don't know. I just like it, like it just, like, everything like reset in my brain. It wasn't like anyone was asking me to go do it. It was just something I wanted to go try and do. 
and like the difference was like tremendous. Yeah, and that that's what I think is so like mind blowing about this. Yeah, is that like. I bet that there are so many people out there that like there could be specific activities that they have like shied away from because like they felt like maybe they had no business doing it. Yeah. But like maybe it's just a small amount of investigation. It's like you're like you're not that far from like discovering that you're really great at something that you you just thought you couldn't do for a long time. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. It's it's just, it's weird the the effect it has. Now that said, my last two mountain bike trips ended in terrible crashes, so haven't gone back in like a year. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> We've been. I felt like I felt like we had a stretch there where it was like every time I was going biking, somebody was going home in like a splint or yeah. you know stitches in their yeah. face. I know. I was like, you know what? You know what? Let's just go do what we can do. We don't have to. Why are we pushing the envelope so much? We're having fun doing the other stuff. I know. Yeah. We we yeah. We, had, we got too big for our britches. We got. We just. You know. Well, I mean, we. Just just, you know, we kept trying to expand and this is just sort of what happens. It turns out the problem, not, not problem. The thing about expanding mountain bike skills is that the trails get significantly harder or the uh, risk becomes higher. Yeah. So yeah, the, uh, the chance for something to go wrong can uh, scale up as well, That's which true. they were. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Popcorn culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre graded card. 
Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Well, so, okay, this, this is kind of interesting because I think it leads me into a discussion topic that um, I thought about a lot. I had, I had like one of my uh, road trips over the weekend because Alice and I had like our first, <coughs> our first like night away uh, from Addison. Mom. Oh boy. Yeah. Mom, mom watched her for us and we went to this like really cool resort, but that meant that I was on a drive, which meant that I spent a lot of time thinking. Uh. Um, so classic, like uh, Ben batch of thoughts inbound oh boy well i know i'm curious what you were thinking about because you were telling me about some like curious uh information about your own brain you discovered like scientifically yes the Holy other cow. week let me start with that okay because that is much more interesting than the next thing i think so i had let me i don't even know where i want to start with this have you ever like wondered if there was like 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 a like something small that just needed to be tweaked that was like maybe holding you back or something it's like man i feel like if i could just like i always used to feel this way about like running in cross country like i felt like there was a very like big mental barrier it's like i feel like i am physically more capable than my mind is letting me run and i don't know how to tweak that one thing but i feel like i could be a lot better than i am right right yeah right. like it's i don't like, know what what is uh, but right yeah. like you're you're like one small thing away from right. from just like clicking well so i mean one of the one of the things that um i i've talked a lot about here on the pop um you know in in different like avenues that we where we discuss things online but it's just sort of like anxiety depression like some of the things that like i feel like i i struggle with off camera yeah you know a, a fair bit more that i know that you've you've seen elements of alice has seen elements of and it's just sort of this like like what is going on like why can i not like shake this and for for what it's worth one i'm not a doctor yeah uh and two this is just my personal anecdote so i i can't 
I can't. I don't want anybody to think that it could apply under all circumstances. Nor am I far enough away from it to know how it is applied to my circumstance. Sure. But interesting breakthrough. Um. So one of the things for my anxiety is I take a medication for it, and that means that periodically I have a meeting with my psychiatrist. And so I sat down for my meeting, and I was like, I don't know, like what's going on, but like I had like a depressive episode like two weeks ago. I'm not really sure why. It feels like this should be stopping that from happening, or at least. <laughs> is there anything we could do to make it not happen? Right. Uh, Cause I don't like that. And she's like, that's interesting. I don't feel like that should have happened based on like where we're at, based on what you're telling me, like all the rest of the stuff. So she's like, let's do a test. Like let's do a genetic test to see how your body reacts to all of the various medications that kind of fall under this like umbrella of mental health. Right. And so they sent it out. It was a super basic like cheek swab. And, you know, I basically I was like, I'm dying to know. Like if I can get some data here, if I can get some information, if I can get anything at all. Right. That's like it's like, hey, your medication hasn't been working like but we could do something that will make it work. Right. Uh, it'd be like, oh, my gosh, that would be like a superpower. I'd be so excited. Mm hmm. So I send it back and I, you know, like I'm, I'm like now awaiting my results meeting with her and I hop on the call after work one day and she's like, this was interesting. And I was like, Ooh. I don't think I've ever had a doctor tell me that my results were interesting. Before. Oh, I know. Like, I feel like I, yeah, anytime I go to the doctor, they're like, do you do this? Nope. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. All right then. <laughs> I, I don't normally have a lot to report. Yeah. Um, but so uh, we, we basically hop on and what she tells me is that um, there are are like three big splits of the population. And uh, it really is like this evolutionary trait somewhere once upon a time. No, people aren't exactly sure why, when, where the, like these specific deviations happen. But it seems like in populations, it's 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 about one third, one third, one third. And it has to do with how your body like metabolizes folic acid, uh, which is just, just a thing, you know, like it's, I mean, you, you there's folic acid in your, in like the food you eat. Like, yeah. you know, it's not like, and you, you can buy folic acid supplements like over the counter. Like it's, this is not like a medication. It's just a, it's just a supplement like anything else. Um, Oh, sorry. I thought you were pointing something. Oh, nope. Um, so basically what we discovered was we, we go to the very last page. That's where she starts with me. And she's like, you are in like the severe category for inability to uptake, uptake folic acid. And because of that, uh, like we, we were able to like peel back and look at my specific medication. And it was like your body great with the medication. It knows exactly what to do with it. It knows exactly how to send it there. The problem is, is that like once it gets to your brain, it's almost like you have a cup with holes in the bottom of it. Like it all gets there. It all tries to pour in and it all pours right out the bottom. And it's just like, it's because I'm like lacking, I'm deficient in folic acid. And she was like, literally like this deficiency could literally be causing your depression. Oh gosh. Like entirely. Like, like even that is like, what? What? Oh my goodness. It's so weird because I wouldn't have like, you know, I, for historically throughout your entire life, I wouldn't have even like categorized you in this. Like in like as a depressed person or not that I knew, or maybe you didn't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think, um, it's actually, it's, it's funny because I, I even remember like moments in elementary school. Uh, maybe I've talked about this before, but like where I would have like a sore throat at school and it would be like, man, throat hurts today. Like, that's just like something I'm dealing with today. Like I never was able to like really 
clear it into my brain as like, oh, I'm getting sick. Yeah. You know, so it was just sort of like I just sort of like, I don't know, dealt with things like that for mm-hmm. a long time. Um, and I, it's possible that this had played a similar role where it was like, man, I can't get into any of my activities. I guess I'll just do them anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll just do them and not enjoy them. Um, and so, I mean, that that certainly has been a thing at, at different stages. Um, it's felt more recently when it's been much more apparent to me that the rest of the stuff is going on. Um, but... Yeah, because it's genetic. It means that this has been like a deficiency that mostly has been there for most of forever. And so it was kind of like, man, I can start taking the supplement and it could like, it's, I'm trying not to be like too excited about it because it's like, I'm, because it was like, I have hard data for once. Right. I have like, like, I can point to a thing. Right. This is not me like trying to self-diagnose. This isn't me going down like a, like a Instagram click hole of like 10 signs. You might be a people pleaser or something right, like that. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is real. This is science. Like, I can follow this. Um, so I've just started taking it, like, just, like, three days ago. So I'm, like, very on the front end. Um, but, yeah, so it, it means that now not only uh, should it hopefully allow for some of my own chemical processes with my own physical body to work, but it also should allow my medication to work better, too. Yeah. Which may maybe make my brain different. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I well, I mean, I assume, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> what if I'm a very different person? Very different person. Who knows? Uh, I think it's probably going to be. Uh, I'm very excited to see. Yeah, what the long term effects of uh, this discovery are. I know. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I'm very. I'm very hopeful. Yep. But anyway, so with my new supercharged brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What were you thinking about in your drive? expectations oh expectations i know expectations are interesting because it's okay my question is are expectations sort of like a root cause of many 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 problems um i i mean in i think in some capacity yes but i also think they are the root cause of a lot of like progress as well i know yeah it's it's really it's very odd because it's um it 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 almost makes me think of of like food for example it's like like expectations are like food some are healthy some are not healthy right (laughs) you know it's like like not (laughs) not all food is good, but some food is good and some food isn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I mean, that's, I, I feel like I started like applying this. I don't know. It, it seems like or we even like in Kanto, for example, you know, like there's, there's a lot of this like generational trauma mm-hmm. type stuff that's going on. And, and some of it comes from this ancestral expectation as to who you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to be like, which, molds you're supposed to fit yourself into or whatever but are people the happiest when they are existing outside of expectations because if what you are doing is like living within your expectations then like on some level it's like well this is what was expected of you anyway right so it's like despite these successes we expected success right does that make sense Mm -hmm. but then if you are able to operate like outside of that and now all of a sudden you're somebody who is who is succeeding somewhere where, where people maybe didn't expect you to then it's like this is nothing but like pure pioneering like like win right at any stage of it um so the question there is almost like yeah if you were to fr- remove the expectation of anything from the equation 
then how does it affect everybody's ability to approach things? And so, I mean, if we, if we attempted to apply it to like my example with, with skiing or something, it's like, did I feel like there was an expectation as a kid to be good at this? Mm -hmm. Like, and then I was not able to pick it up and therefore like what was feeling like I was like below expectation Mm -hmm. versus if it was just something where like I, I was on vacation with some friends and a parent would have been like, Hey, one thing we can do today is go skiing. You guys want to go try that? And that was it. You know, like, like I didn't know that this was something my dad was good at. Right. You know, or like I wasn't even seeing you have three years experience in terms of like, what, wh- where should I be at three years from now? Mm-hmm. You know, or like, like because you're older, bigger, you know, whatever you've, you've had more time to get good at it, which means now I'm at like, like a, like a lower rung on the, on the totem pole right. of, of progress. Um, so, I mean, it's some of it maybe is, is just comparison. And we've talked about that before. Like comparison is the thief of happiness. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's best to just not do that. Um, but do we compare because there are expectations, I guess. Uh, I mean, I suppose, yeah, I think certainly we must. And I think a lot of times it probably like can hold you back. Like, yeah, if I want to go back to like running, uh, and like cross country again, like I feel like for like when I was, you know, like, um, like in the early years of high school, like freshman, sophomore, I felt like it was probably expected of me to be, you know, about eighth or ninth on the team or something. Sure. But then it, like, you know, because of how old I was, but you know, and that's sort of like where I landed. Uh, and so I was like, but then it sort of seemed like my brain couldn't like escape that sort of thing. It's like, oh no, n- not now. It's like, it is like, no, you're, you're expected to be about this fast, you know, you, Jonathan, not you, a ninth grader, you know? Right. So it was like, like uh, suddenly it was like, oh, I, I, this, this is about where I'm supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be much faster than this oh my or gosh. something, yeah. you know? You know, it was just like, I, I. I, I don't know. It was this weird like feeling like this is what it is. This is how people expect me to be. So I am. Yes. Kind of thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I yeah. can even apply the exact same thing to cross country. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Where where I feel like, uh, especially by my senior year, I feel like I was like locked and loaded to like go. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I jumped like because I jumped early. Like I, I like kind of came in <laughs> my first year was sort of like you know, just at the entire back of the whole pack. Uh, and then by my sophomore year, I w- I was like on the varsity squad, but then I never like did anything beyond that. Right. And I think some of it may have been because I had like other like protege runners in my class. So like, while it should have been a unique thing for me as a sophomore, I was like the third place sophomore right. on our varsity squad. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, I'm still kind of like the the back end of my group, but I, I've always been curious if I was the only sophomore on the varsity squad, if that would have like changed my entire mental dynamic. Right. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. It's weird that we're like little mental boxes you like sort yourself into and then like how strongly you can adhere to them. How do you break those boxes? I don't know. But then like even if you break them, it's like, you know, like you could say like when we started doing like YouTube or something, it was just like, oh, no one. I don't think anyone expected like me to start making YouTube videos. That's true. When I did. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, this is like I feel like you're right. Maybe I was like um, succeeding in a direction people like didn't expect from me. But it's like uh, eventually you'll start having expectations for yourself about 
whatever the new thing is as well. That's also true. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a curiosity. I think that, um, it, it, it's interesting in the name of like self-reflection a little bit would mm-hmm. be, would be like trying to find any aspect of your life where you feel like maybe you've plateaued and like, like, you know, like I, I was, I was getting better. I was getting better. I was getting better. And now I don't feel like I am getting better. It's like, this could be a really good area to like take a step back, sit down and like really think about it yeah. and try to determine if like maybe on some level, it's like you have almost created boundaries inside of your head that like you don't know how to get past. Yeah. So interestingly, <clears throat> excuse me, was something I've been, I've almost been practicing this sort of uh, thing recently. Um, Specifically with uh, Pokemon cards. Okay. Like, so one of Beth and I's uh, New Year's resolutions was to um, try and just have friends over to the house, like, for dinner, like, more often. Okay. So we've been, you know, cycling through um, different uh, friends who we felt like we've sort of lost touch with over through COVID and through everyone just having kids and stuff and just trying to be like, you know, just come over. We'll we'll make dinner. It'll be great. We'll be have fun. And, you know, inevitably, since, uh, you know, the last... Uh, eight months or so, or you know year of our my life um you know the pokemon card thing has become like a really big thing that i've been doing it's probably like my number one hobby at the moment sure it's like taking up a lot of my time and i think about it all the time so i'll be sitting at dinner with like these friends and it's just like <clears throat> i feel like excuse me going into it and i have to be like this mental decision like i uh, like it but i'm also like you know mid-30s which people my age probably aren't all into this game or I know that, you know, my friends in town typically aren't sure. And they might not even know this about me. So I'm like, I very consciously try and decide like, I'm going to bring it up and I'm going to just like try and really own it. That like, this is something I'm doing now. Interesting. You know, that's, that's also very fascinating because it's, yeah, it's, it is taking, cause that's a, that's a really good point. Like I think to me and probably even to like the, to like pop listeners, it's kind of like the, the, it's a bingo card item, you right. know, like Jay talks about Pokemon, right? It's like, you know, you have, you have like a, our gaming channel, you have a Nuzlocke that you play through, like we do card unboxings and stuff, but, it, but that is something where I bet, I bet that there could be people at home who might find it interesting to know that you have friends in your life that maybe don't know how big a role Pokemon plays in it. I know exactly. It's like, um, and so yeah, it's just like, trying to bring that sort of stuff up and just be like, Oh yeah, I've just been like really getting into it lately. It's like super fun. Me and Ben buy all these boxes. We unbox them. We do it for the channel, you know, and then I've been playing at the, you know, card shop on the weekends and stuff like that. Right. And just trying to, I don't know. I feel like, um, I feel like one thing I've really recently noticed about myself is that I do not speak up a lot of the time about like what my interests are, like what my, excuse me, opinions are are on things and then it just um it'll sort of just get like slid past or something and then it'll like surprise me when people don't know what i'm thinking about something oh interesting because it's like so at the forefront of your own brain so so at the forefront of my own brain yeah but like i won't like bring it up at all and like i think even like uh, a couple weeks ago on this very show we were talking about like having parties or something and you were like oh i wouldn't have even known that about you and it's just like you know, it's like, yeah, because I don't bring it up. Right, right, right. You know? yeah. Like, so we were talking about hosting a party. Yeah, we are talking about hosting yeah. parties. I, I, and I was, I remember I went home that day and I was telling Alice about that particular interaction. I was like, something on the pop happened today. Oh. <laughs> where I was like, I didn't know this about Jay. Yeah. And he, and he seemed like, 
extremely adamant in a way that I that I also didn't expect. Right. And it, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. I was just like, cause like, I, and I was like, I thought about that moment a lot too. And I was just like, like, why was that such a weird interaction? And I was just like, I was like, because, because you never bring it up. Like you don't talk about it. Like you don't make a point to like, let people know that it's important to you. And so they don't. Right. You know? But, but even that though, it, that's, that's a very interesting one because I know that throughout my history, like going back to, to like college, uh, probably even before college, like I remember I liked to be like the meeting point for specific activities. Yeah. Um, like I, I remember like in high school, we used to like take a tarp in the backyard and cover it in Dawn dish soap and have like a big slip and slide. Right. And like, that was like this thing that I had like come to. It's like, people love to do this. And and so it was almost like, like, let me be the epicenter of the, like, like they're not coming to hang out with me. They're coming to hang out with the activity that I was able to come up with. Right. But maybe that will then reflect nicely back on me as like mm-hmm. a characteristic. Right. And I would say that at this point in my life in high school, I was doing it in a very much, it wasn't very like intentional. It was just sort of like my natural state of being was, was starting to have some of these things happen. Right. Um, and then it was sort of like same thing in college. Like I, I never liked going to parties and, and probably that had even less to do with being the epicenter and more to do with, uh, like a sense of control about my environment. Like it made me nervous to go and be around a whole lot of people where I didn't know, like where, where like socially I might land with them. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that made me nervous. And so it was like, I like to be able to host the party because then I knew who was coming to the party. And then I would have the ability to like have my like the like the 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 interactions with the people that were then there. Right. That was more comfortable. And then when I got out of college, I think is when I started throwing parties and it never occurred to me that like this was something that people thought I was good at. But then it's it seemed like the sentiment started coming back like people like oh you like are you doing another super bowl party this year and it was like do you do you do you want me to right like like, was that you know like i couldn't did people have fun last year you know like right or or was that more of like an obligation type of thing and so i i do think that as time went on it was almost like this i i started to recognize that people expected this of me like that that it was something that like they're and and as such i think that each subsequent party, I then tried to like up the ante more and more and more and more, mm-hmm. you know, each time to see like, where could I take this? Like, am I a good host? Like, like am, am I starting to identify as a host and uh, of parties? And, um, so what's, what's curious to me, even as we can like apply it back to your like Pokemon example, or even as a, as like a, a, um, um, host of parties example, uh, would be like, how hard would it be for you to say, I am a competitive Pokemon card player? Uh, I mean, I don't think it would be that hard. Right. But but like, yeah. do you think that if you started identifying with that, because like I can tell you, this is kind of maybe an interesting piece of insight. I used to be more embarrassed to say that I had a YouTube channel than proud. Oh, interesting. Like, yeah, like it was almost something that like I didn't really want people to know or discover about me because the last thing I wanted was for someone who I met, you know, IRL to go and look at it. Mm. And cause I was like, I'd like, you know, me in real life. And if you see that me on the internet, then you're going to think like, why is it so different? And like, I don't know how to feel 
about that. Like, and that worried me a lot. Mm. And at some point in time, and I think it was probably like once I made the leap and, and it was my full-time job, I started saying like, I am a YouTuber. Right. And I remember at first it felt like I was trying on shoes that were too big for me, mm-hmm. you know, and it was kind of like, I'm saying this, but like, you know, for like two months, like, you know what I mean? Like right. it, it wasn't quite true yet. Like mm-hmm. I hadn't convinced myself yet. Right. But I do wonder what level of impact that had on my own, like mental relationship with the activity that we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, because all of a sudden it was like a badge of, of pride instead yeah. of like, uh, like a mark of shame. Right. Um, and so, I wonder if, if there was like a way for you to, to like even mentally frame it and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a competitive Pokemon card player. It'd be like, like, Whoa, that's interesting. Like, right. like, do you think all of a sudden people might be impressed because like the word competitive is in there? Right. Yeah. It's like, what, what would it take for me to like confidently say that? Like, I don't know. Like I said, I assume there's a different confidence that comes from like having won like a big event versus like someone who plays at their local card shop sometimes on the weekends. Right. You know? Right. But actually, interestingly, on this note, like read like uh, competitive play has returned in real life to the to the Pokemon trading card game. And I was um, I was following the stream for the Salt Lake City regionals a couple weeks ago. OK. And um, it was interesting. It's what's crazy to me is that the same people are always at the top. Like it's like clear who the best people are. And it's not just like, oh, yeah, who has the best cards? It's like everyone has the same cards. Once you're at the once you're at the top, the yeah. same people continue to win. Like it's crazy. Yeah. There, there's <clears throat> nobody at that at that level who isn't just invested enough to have every card they need. Yeah. Right. But uh, so there's one guy at the top. I think he came in. I think he came in fifth. His name was uh, Ian Robb. And he has done well for, I guess, years. And I remember seeing his Twitter like three days after the event. And um, it was like this. It was like a, it was a pretty classic meme picture. But it's like some guy standing in the corner of like a party. And it's like him sort of staring out at the rest of the party. It's like everyone here has no idea. I came in fifth at SLC regionals. And it's like like <laughs> like in the world of Pokemon, like everyone knows who this person is. He's like yes. very good. And it's like, oh, fifth place. Well done, dude. And it's like you go back to like your regular people. Like, everyone's just like no one has any idea that you were like at the epicenter of this huge competition this weekend. Right, right. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I used to always call these sector celebrities. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and it's yeah. It, it's it's so funny because like yeah, you could you can go you can go to a con. And I remember like when we first started going to like YouTube conferences, you would there would be these moments where like somebody would walk into the floor and then there would just be screams as yeah. people were like, "Oh my god." you know yeah whoever probably someone named liam um (laughs) and you know but like it occurs to me that this is a situation where like security has had to have been hired to like make sure that this person can like navigate this area safely yeah and and also keep the other members of the event safe along the process but like that person can also like go to the grocery store. Right. You know, and it's like, and it's so different. Right. You know, it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's, um, it's interesting because I think as 
the internet has has like matured a little bit what we found is that like so many people are able to find their people and then within that there are there are these sector celebrities that kind of like rise and so it's like yeah, it's like you can be a really 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 big deal to a specific population and then literally just another person to everyone else right um which is not to say that that's a bad thing or anything but it's just it's it's very it's it's very yeah it's very interesting yeah interesting okay you just mentioned like you felt like you were trying on like someone else's shoes or something i would say that this this past christmas you and my uh i guess brother-in-law uh daniel both got me really cool pairs of shoes yes uh, specifically nike's i'm not the shoes i'm wearing right now i felt like this was like a like a mental barrier smashing moment for me whereas like up until that point, I don't feel like I could have even let myself purchase shoes that looked like that. You know, uh, like I felt like I was like, I, I can't eat, like no one would expect me. Like no one could even expect it. But because someone gave it to me now, I can sort of like walk in. And it's like, honestly, it, like I was telling Beth this the other day. I was like, I, like my shoe game has been terrible. Like <laughs> it, it's like one of those you know, things that like once <laughs> now that you care about it, you're like, yeah. What was I thinking? Yeah, I know. I'm like, I, I can't even believe like I, I, I am never wearing other kinds of shoes again. Like this is like, it's been such like a, like a unlocking a door. Yes. You know? And it's yeah. just like, I, this is, this has been crazy. Like I don't want to wear other kinds of shoes ever. I always feel like so much better, like about my entire person wearing like just the shoes I'm wearing. And it's like so weird. Cause it's like, it's something I easily could have just bought for myself at any point and even wanted to, but felt like I couldn't because of like the own expectations I felt like were placed upon me. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. like a very weird thing. It is. It's, it's incredibly, it's, it's like it's shoes. You know? Right. Well, and what's, what's fascinating on the other end of that lens too, though, is like the fact that you have adopted these is something that like makes me feel better about wearing them myself mm. because it was always something, it was like a fashion decision that I felt like I made that like maybe part of my brain was like, Jay doesn't really approve of this. Like, like he doesn't like, my Nike shoes that I wear, he tolerates. Oh them. no, very not true. And yeah, well, like in that interesting. So it's almost like in one way, it like it helped you gain confidence, and you gaining confidence actually indirectly make makes me gain confidence Ugh. about the exact same thing. That's crazy. It also goes back to one of my most, and I stand by this. I think it is just a good piece of advice: is compliment people's shoes mm. because strangely, unexpectedly, I do think they are more personal to more people than you might think yeah and and it's like especially if you can just notice that like someone has taken like a piece of their personality and put it into their shoes it's like it will mean a lot to them and it's such a um it, it doesn't feel like an invasive kind of compliment yeah i think you mm -hmm. know it's like it's i don't i don't think hopefully <laughs> obviously use your own caution, but it doesn't feel like the type of thing that could come across as like otherwise inappropriate for right. some reason. Yeah. Um, and also because you wear your shoes so much more often than probably other elements of your outfit, it does mean that you probably put a little more attention into what you put on your feet. Yeah, that's true. You definitely have probably fewer pairs of shoes than t-shirts. Exactly. Depending on the person. I don't know. Right. When like, yeah. how, well, you compliment someone's t-shirt, they have plenty of t-shirts. They have plenty of t-shirts. Their t-shirt might not, they might, they, they might, it might not speak to who they are, but their shoes. Yeah. 
That's uh, who they are. All right, Ben. I feel like we're coming. We're approaching the end here. However, uh, you know, as it's as it's my first and possibly only time hosting, I thought perhaps it would be a good idea to have a fun fact about coyotes. <gasps> I know. Well, I, I would also cue the element of su- <laughs> surprise. <laughs> What? Because I am completely shocked. I know. I know. All okay. right. Ready? Okay. I thought this was going to be a fun one because it's not about real coyotes, but it's also sort of about the Matrix. And I felt like this was this was like a good convergence of all things. I love it. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So when Neo is training with Morpheus, one of the things he has to learn how to do is jump from great heights without being injured. But as we know, nobody ever makes the first jump. Right. Yeah. Right. So the scene as it appears was actually done as an homage to Wiley. Coyote, who managed to fall great distances, survive it, defy the laws of physics, and move on to the next activity. So when you see Neo fail that first jump, that fall is inspired by Wiley Coyote. Is it really? Yes. You're not lying to me. I'm not. This is. I mean, this is what it said on the internet, so it has to be true. So it has to be true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is April Fool's Day, so you can never yeah. be too sure. Um, yeah, I can't tell if this is like a truth about popcorn type of thing, because I personally, like, this would be like a good way to do it to me because I love the matrix. Yeah. Like I think that it is, I think that the story of the matrix is so smart. Like I feel like I come to conclusions every day and then I'm like, this is just the it's matrix. It's just the matrix again. And it's like, Oh my God. It's always the matrix. It's, We're in a simulation. I know it's such a, <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, it's so it's such a well thought out story though, from like 150 different angles. I think, yeah, I remember as a kid, like the first time I saw the matrix, it was, you know, I don't think I really followed the story at all. It was just awesome fight scenes Dodge and bullet bullets. time yeah. and fighting agents and explosions. And it was really cool. And then it was like, and then because of that, you watched it a lot. And around like the third or fourth time, we were just like, now, wait a minute. What's actually happening in this movie? I know. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Yes. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah. <laughs> We could just have an entire book club on the Matrix one day. Oh, boy. Anyway, great fun fact about coyotes. Great. Thanks so much. Love that it was slightly off the beaten path. Yeah. That feels very, that feels (laughs) very, very fitting and appropriate. Um, Do you close out or do I close out? I'm not sure where this falls under hostmanship duties. Oh, man. You want to talk about Patreon and how you can support us at patreon.com. Yeah. If you would like to continue to have my particular brand of fun facts about coyotes and hilarious, corny jokes, and, uh, you know, to hear my voice at the at the top of the show, you can head over to uh, patreon.com slash popcorn culture and support just all of the jazzy J tiers. Of course, if you would rather hear Ben, you can also support the buzzy B tiers as well. Uh, and in the meantime, he shall just remain the one true co-host of popcorn culture. Thanks. If you have any questions for us, you can also send them into uh, popcornculturepod at gmail.com where honestly, Ben's probably going to be the one to read them because he's just sort of in the habit of doing it. That's true. But he'll tell me what you said. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I will. I will. We have desks that are that touch each other. So. They do. They do. I mean, Ben's normally at his standing desk, and I normally just sit. But you know what? I got a treadmill, so I'm going to be standing soon enough. I know. Uh, Walking whenever, it, whenever it arrives, whenever it arrives. But otherwise, until next time, pop pop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.